Thank you, Lord. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Why don't you have a big shake before you get back in your seats? It's a lot of information. Praise God. You know, we were share, I was sharing before that it's really important to actually know the heart of our church. Like if someone spoke to you and asked you, what is it about your church that makes your church different? What would you say? Love. What would someone else say? This is audience participation. You're all scattered all over the place. Can we move in? Like, I feel like I'm talking over there, talking over there, and there's no one in the middle. Can some people move in? Come in here, Megan. Helen, Helen, you're moving forward. Hey? <laughs> it's good. I think a lot of people stayed away. Vision Sunday. That's better. Now I'm looking at people, not empty chairs. It's, it's fantastic. That's better. Thank you. Thank you. So if people were to ask you, like, you know, what is it about your church that makes your church so different? The thing that you need to know is the major four words that we use to describe our church. So they are. Experience, everyone say it. Experience, transform, belong and reach. So you would say to people that in our church, we experience God. We don't just come to a dead, dry church. We actually have a, an experiential experience with God, amen? And in our church, people are transformed by that experience, amen? And then in our church, we feel like we belong because it's a community and we feel like we're a family and we're a multi-generational place. And in our church, we love to reach out and we love to help people. So you could just basically say to people with those four words, experience, transform, belong, reach. Experience, transform, belong, reach. That is our vision. Experience, transform, belong, reach. That's what makes us who we are. So I just want to unpack those for you. Is that okay? So let's talk about experience first. Experience. How do we experience God? Come on, this is audience participation. How do we experience God first and foremost? By our worship. Who feels God when we worship in this place? I mean, even this morning when we were down on team, but as soon as they start to open their mouth, something happens. Have you been to other places where they're singing songs and you just feel nothing? You know, it's just empty. Because really, we wanted really in this church to have worship to be something where we go to the throne of God. And our team put a lot of prayer, a lot of preparation, a lot of practice but they, they also do a lot of soul searching within themselves individually before they would even come up here and present God to you and the throne of God through their worship. And I just love that. I love that you're hearing what's coming out of their hearts because they've experienced God themselves, you see? So when you experience God yourself, you have something coming through you. You know, when I first 
met Jesus Christ, it wasn't through a church. It wasn't through anyone even telling me about Jesus. But Jesus appeared to me in my hotel room. And I saw His face. I experienced what it was like when He looked into my eyes and found me. I experienced this love that completely transformed me in a moment of time. I experienced the liquid love that went right through my veins and and changed me into a different person that is still transforming me 43 years later. I experienced what it felt like when He was in the room. And when, when God started to speak to Phil and I about you know, starting a church. You know, He was chasing us. I'm telling you, we did 10 years of prayer and fasting in Wyong, praying that God would send someone to start a church. <laughs> Lord, send someone. We were doing 40-day fast on water, I'm telling you. Lord, send someone, send someone. And you know, just like Moses, the Lord goes, it's you. And we're going, no, we didn't even know how to speak. Well, I said to Phil, I don't want to plant a church. I would rather buy a tent, we'll go around and preach the Gospel because I've seen sheep bite and it's not nice. But I said to him, look, if we're going to start a church, I want us to agree on one thing, that we will not have one service where Jesus is not in the room that every service that we have, there would be a sense of that He is in the room and that people are connecting not just to us or to a program or even to the preaching or even to singing, but they would be connecting directly with Jesus Himself and that He would make Himself manifest. That they would then experience through Jesus the the beautiful outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That they would be filled with power themselves. That they would have this communion with the Holy Spirit where they would be able to be enacted, as Phil said, to make disciples and to be disciples. Amen. And to be empowered to go out and do the things that are written in the Word of God. You know, we, we didn't want a church full of people that just sat in pews listening to us. We wanted to make disciples, to empower people and to send them out with all the power of the Holy Spirit that's available to them. Amen. Hallelujah. And then through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus, both of those, both of those uh, entities then then turn you towards Father God. And suddenly we're experiencing Father God. We're experiencing Father God because we, we realise we're not orphans, that we're not alone, no matter what's happened in our lives, that we are sons and daughters of a Father who loves us. And we're, now we're experiencing the full Godhead, amen? We're experiencing Jesus, we're experiencing the Holy Spirit and we're experiencing the Father. And then through that experience in our worship, in our prayer, in our impartation, this altar here, you know, it just looks like a big strip of black carpet. But in actual fact, it's holy ground. 
In actual fact, there are tears that have been shed on that floor. There are lives that have been changed right in that place there. When you walk, when we say, let us pray for you and you walk forward and you stand here, there's an anointing that falls because the Word of God says that fire will fall on the altar. Fire will fall. So we've created an altar here where you might experience God as well. Amen. Copious amounts of prayer go into the very fact that you might experience God. Prayer has been the undergirding of this church since the beginning and pre this church, as I said, 10 years of prayer and fasting. But the first thing we knew we needed was intercessors and prayer teams. We used to pray seven days a week. Then every Tuesday, as Pastor Phil says, he would take a team up to Chapman Hill Lookout and pray over the whole region and break down the altars and come and bring the God who is the God above all gods into this region. Amen. And even now, prayer, 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 prayer undergirds everything we do. Thank you to the prayer teams. Thank you for the Tuesday night prayer. Amen. If you want to come and pray every second Tuesday night, there's prayer teams here. If you want to join a prayer group that prays pre-service, there's prayer going on out there from 8.30 in that room. It's not a secret society out there. It's an open prayer meeting where you can come and pray. Amen. And it's a beautiful room anyway. I know because I designed it. And so experience, we've got to experience God, not just in church, but we want people to experience God at home, in their cars, walking the streets. Amen. You know, if you can't experience God at home, then we're not doing our job. If you can't sit in your lounge room and feel God, you know, that's our hope, that's our prayer, that we'd be able to give you something here on a Sunday that you'd be able to take away and, and, and experience Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every day of your lives, that you have the ability to come face to face with the living God yourself. You don't need to go through a priest anymore. He's right there. He's waiting for you to experience Him. Amen. And then the next word on our, on our um, culture list, I want to explain to you, culture comes from the parents of the house, right? So in your house, in your house, there's, you may not have children, you may live alone in a flat, but you've got a culture. You know, you might like cleanliness and you like to clean and you like clean house. So if people come into your house, they feel like, oh, this is a clean house because there's a culture of cleanliness, right? And order. You might just be a person that's very creative and there's a creative culture in your house and it looks like a trash, you know, like it's just trash, but it's very creative. And people come to your house, this is a very creative house. You know what I'm saying? So there's a culture, you know what I mean? There's a culture within your children, the way that you raise them. You know, you, you might have a house where we say, we don't let chaos in this house. We don't have kids on devices 24 hours a day. We have a culture in this house, amen, of peace and prayer. So the mum and dad or the person that owns the house sets the culture of the house. Is that right? So that's why this culture comes out of Phil and I's heart. We didn't, as Phil said, we didn't get it off a of Kellogg's cornflakes pack or we didn't get it from head office at C3. This is uniquely us. 
This came out of when we sat down and we prayed and it, and it came, those, those words came out of us. So transform. You know, it's beautiful to go to church and it's wonderful to attend church, but to be transformed by the experience you have in church. One of the ways we're transformed, which is really, really important, is biblical teaching. Isn't that true? You need biblical teaching. You need the truth, guys. Especially in the day we live in right now, you don't need to go somewhere to hear a soppy message. You need truth. And so we are committed to preaching truth, even if it doesn't make us popular. We will preach the truth, biblical teaching according to the Word of God. If the Word of God says it, we will preach it. We will stand on it, no matter what comes against us. We will never be trendy. We will always be biblical. Amen. And then the prophetic message. So we're committed to being you being transformed by the now Word of God. So we spend heaps of time, you know, praying, fasting, seeking God, taking sabbaticals, waiting on the presence of God, going to the throne room of God so that we might get the prophetic message that is the now Word of God for you, not some regurgitated old message that we found in somebody's, you know, <laughs> you know Google search or something. But we wanna give you something that is the throne room of God, the now message. What is God saying now to you as people? So that it is a conversation that we're bringing between heaven and earth. We're bringing the conversation that's happening up there. We're bringing it to you. Hopefully we get it right some of the time, if not all of the time. And then there's training and equipping. Who loves that? Who loves training and equipping? Amen. Who loves Bible teachers? Who loves it when you get to sit down with Roger and he just starts to unpack at those men's groups, you know, the Word of God. Or you sit down with Michael. Michael is one of the great teachers in our church. And we're just about to unleash him to another connect group, I hope. And so you've said it now, Michael, I've said it live, it's on camera. And um, anyway, so we love training and equipping you. I do prophetic training. I do training in the prophetic, in the supernatural. We do training in deliverance and healing and how to help people. We love training and equipping people, amen, into transformation. Hey, the Word of God says this, and I can't read it. Yes, it says, Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12.2. What about this one? So if we be transformed in the renewing of our minds, we're transformed in God's Word, letting it diagnose us. That's a good one, isn't it? Do you know the Word of God can diagnose you? You know, you go to a doctor and you say, diagnose me. You go to the Word of God, the Word of God's going to diagnose you. So that's in Hebrews 4.12. The Word of God washes us according to Ephesians 5.26. And the Word of God gives us life. Genesis 1 and Matthew 4.4. And you can look those up later when you re-watch this. Amen. 
And so we'd love to give you biblical teaching, prophetic messages, training and equipping. We've got internship running right now. Um, Macy, our new youth leader, is signed on as an intern. So she's doing C3 Bible College. And we offer that all the time. You can see on that photo there, there's my daughter, Jamie, who is about to plant her third church with her husband. And that's her C3 college certificate. You know, Jilly, my daughter, has done five years at C3 Bible College. She's got more qualifications than we have. We love to train and equip people and make sure that we're in line with the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says here in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or freedom. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed. Everybody say transformed. Into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we're being transformed even as we sit here into the image of Christ. Ultimately, that's what we wanna be. But we're also being transformed back to the original intent of how God made us in the first place. As, as Phil said this morning, you know, I formed you in your mother's womb. What was the intent and the purpose of God for you when you were formed in your mother's womb before the enemy came to kill and rob and destroy that from you? And so that's why we really believe in the Transformation Centre that we are establishing where we're offering people chances to, to get the stuff off their lives that's been dumped on them to, to distort their identity and their purpose and to find their identity in Christ as sons and daughters of God, to get the devil off their back and to let the Holy Spirit totally fill every part of their being and being transformed by the power of God, amen, through an intimate relationship with Jesus. I love this picture. See here, that's what we do in the Transformation Centre. We bring someone in and Jesus ministers to them Himself. We introduce them into a conversation with Jesus and Jesus heals their broken hearts. Jesus heals hidden places in, in their lives where they can be transformed, amen. And then they come, they come out like that, amen, coming out glorious. That just looks so much like you, Abby, that picture, doesn't it? I looked and I went, oh, there's Abby. That just looks, both of them look like you. Uh, I just love that picture. So we're being transformed. Everybody say transformed. Everybody say experience. Transform. Great. And the next one is belong. That we learn to belong. It's so important that we learn how to connect, that we are parts of a body, right? We're all one body. It's, it's, it's a mystery. Jesus is the head and we are the body. Some of us are the hands, some of us are the feet, some of us are the mouth, some of us are the heart. Who knows that? According to your gift or what God has put on your life, you have a part to play in the body of Christ. But how do we know what that is or how to discover that or how do you know how to unlock that unless you're in a smaller group where people can begin to see who you are and get to know you? and unlock that which is in your life and the purpose that's on your life. 
where we meet each other's needs, where we know each other's kids' names. Is that important? You know what I mean? We know when we're going through bad times, we know each other. We know each other. You know, I love this church. I love the way that, that you know, we've got a prayer, a prayer uh, WhatsApp page and people just put prayers up on there and, the, and everybody starts praying for that thing. And things change and things happen because we know what's going on in each other's lives. I love it. I was, I was talking to someone that's not been in our church that long recently. And this is why we need to know our culture, right? And I'm talking to this person that's not been out of church that long and this person was sick. And, and I found out after they'd been in hospital, after they were out of hospital, and I, 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 I got them by the shoulder and said, why didn't you tell us that you were sick, that you were in hospital? You know, like we need to know these things. Now we wanna pray for you. And this lovely person said, well, I've never been in a culture before where people actually care. And, and started crying and I'm crying. I'm going, that is really sad because we care here. So you just come and tell us when you're sick, amen. You let us know, send something to the office, you know, let us know you're not well so we can pray for you. So we need to belong. So the other way that we connect and I, I really love that is through Connect Groups. So Roger and Katrina, head up Connect Groups, come up and tell us a little bit about Connect groups. Look at them all. Look at them all. Aren't they cute? Good morning, church. Yes, we have the wonderful privilege of overseeing our connect groups in our church. And we love the, the heart of being able to open up doors of our homes and letting people come and share with us. This year, Pastor Phil's been telling us that this is the year of open doors, the year of open doors. And that comes about because there's two calendars, of course, the, the Jewish calendar. What's the number, Phil? Yeah, what's the number for, for the Jewish calendar? Yeah. Five, seven, four, isn't it? Yes. Five, yeah, so it's got a number four, which means door. And we're on 2024, which is a door, which is the for the door. Okay. And so we need to actually be Christians that live in the double door world where actually we come into the door of the church. We belong in the church because we've come through that door. This is that year. And the year that we actually open the door of our hearts. This is the second door and actually let Jesus come and minister to us. But also in that when we open the door, we allow others to come in and be privileged to find out about what our journey is. What's our testimony? There is power, the Scripture says, there's power in our testimony. And that's having that opportunity to share what we're going through, what we're feeling, what we've experienced. And connect groups are the perfect place for us to allow others to come and share with us. And when we share, it's common union. It's, it's the, 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 the early church, they would gather every week at church, the main gathering like we're doing here today, but then they would go and meet in one another's homes and share a meal together. So as Christians, there's a double commitment, a commitment to the greater group, but then the smaller group. And our heart is and desire is to see every single person in this house a double door Christian, where you're in the house and your house, your heart is open. So our desire this year is to see an increase of connect groups. Um, Katrina and I, I run the uh, men's breakfast every month. Katrina has a women's 
gathering for breakfast as well, which is a, a bigger group, but our desire is to see every single person in smaller connect groups. Now, we've only got a couple of them running at the moment, but our desire is to see those um, connect groups open up. And that's, that's only going to take part if there's a willingness in the congregation to do it. So I'm going to talk, to, let Katrina tell us how, what's the vision, how we're going to see this come to pass. Yeah, so our vision is to have at least another five Connect groups this year. We want you all to feel connected and to join in. So when we come into a family, like a lot of us are in this church that don't have family around them, and we don't have extended bunch of friends perhaps, but if we can be that for each other, we can be family for each other, we can be friends, we can be that support, we can be the encouragers, we can be the ones who hold each other up through trouble, through strife, as Pastor Julie said, going to hospital, just somebody on the other end of the phone, just somebody to touch your heart and know that they understand you, they see you and they, they want to walk the journey with you. We don't want to be pot plants. We don't want to come into church and sit in our own little pot and have our little roots in our own little pot and then go home. Okay, pots often become pot bound. And that's not a good day. It's not a good day when you come in and you get everything for yourself and then you take it out, you live your life and then you come back in. We want to be ones that that come in, get everything that God has got for us and then bless each other connect with each other, love each other. So for this year, we're going to do a course called Emotional Healthy Spirituality. And some of you have already done this. We did this quite a few years ago in the church. If you already have a book, that's fantastic. But the idea is, is that we want to mature in our spiritual walk in an emotional healthy way. We want to walk this thing out well. Now, during COVID, we were we became very aware of being isolated, being shut in, being contained and being pulled tighter. Now, in the last year, we've started to come back to church. We started to stretch out a little bit. And this year, as Roger said, is a time of open doors. It's a time to open up and stretch out, be vulnerable, learn to love those around you, learn to get to know people and to, you know, you might be the very person that they need to hear a testimony from. You know, the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And your testimony of what God's done in your life might be the very thing that somebody else needs to lift them up, to help them, to to encourage them to keep going. You know, some of us... um, have walked some chaotic times and our journeys can really encourage other people. We can be encouraged by the great things that are happening in our world with our children. So coming together and and doing that intimately during the week is a really important part of your journey. It does help you to be able to come into church then and be able to say, I know that person, I know that person, I know that person. It's a good thing, it really is, especially if you're new, especially if you're new. So what we need for this year is we need people to host in homes. So if you've got a home and you feel like you can open your doors and have people come in and, and feel comfortable in your home, we usually pro- 
probably try to keep it at eight to ten. Sometimes they go a little bit bigger than that. But if you've got a home that you feel like you can open the doors, please come and see me or put your name down at the information desk. The other thing that we need are facilitators. So we're not um, asking you to lead as such, but we're asking you to facilitate a group that will help to uh, get conversations going, help people to be able to relate to each other, help a group function well. So if you want to facilitate a group, that's great. Please also come and see me or put your name down at the desk. The other thing is, if you would like to belong to a Connect group, we'd just love to draw you in and put you in a place where you can feel like you can grow and all the things that you've learned in church, all the character building things, you can actually share with those people on a smaller, on a, in a smaller group. It's, it's such an important part of our church and it's such an important part of belonging. If we belong to a connect group, we're feeling connected in, we can feel like we can come and and be in this situation and feel just so comfortable. It's also a really great place to bring people who um, haven't been to church yet. You know, if they, they're they a little bit shy of the whole church situation, they can come in, get to know a couple of people, then they come to church and it's not so scary. Yeah. So, you know, please, please put your names down. Please think about that. We don't want to continue in our isolated world of COVID. We want to stretch out of that now. And to th- this is the year. This is the year to stretch out and do that. Thank you. Great. So good. Aren't they lovely? Do you love Pastor Katrina and Pastor Roger? Isn't it great to have pastors in our church? that just love people. Another way that we connect, of course, is our kids' ministry, C3 Kids. So Meg's going to come up and share with us. Let's give Meg, our kids' leader, a big hand. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I lead kids. (sighs) Where to start with kids? So a lot of it, we actually bring in the culture from in here in the church it flows straight through to kids. We don't have a different culture. We follow the same experience, transform, belong and reach. We just do it in a fun way that kids will actually engage with. Not saying the church isn't fun, but it's about being age appropriate. It's about things that are gonna interest the kids. So you can see a rather busy screen. It's a bit loud, it's got a lot of colour. That's what kids is. We are loud, we are colourful, we are bright and fun. We have a heap of fun, we'll play games. But most importantly, we are teaching the next generation. We are equipping them to go out to their school and stand strong in their relationship with God. We are encouraging them to go deeper into their relationship with God. We get our kindies this year, we had praying for our year sevens going into school. So what we did is we actually got our preschoolers and all the other kids are in school to pray for our kindies. Then we asked them to turn around and pray for everyone else. And they did that. They turned around, they prayed for all the kids in school and then all the year sevens going into high school. So that's what we do. That is our heart out there is to really find where the kids fit. Now we do it through curriculum. Um, Some of the squares that have writing, that's the curriculum that we've got coming up for this year. So how that works is we get the kids. So we look constantly at 
What are the giftings on their life? What is it that God is asking them to go and do? And then we actually train them in that. So we have a lot of our messages come through skits. That's where we get the older kids up on the stage and they'll actually act out what our message is for that week. Then we have kids doing AV. So we put screens up, we make it bright and colourful. Um, we play games. Last week we came up with a brand new game to really demonstrate what it was like for Moses to cross through the Red Sea. So we do these things and we make it, we bring it to life. We bring it in ways that they can understand. But it's also that they know who they are in God and they know where they're heading in God. So when they get to those difficult teenage years, which we all know come, they have got the solid foundation to walk in and walk out the other side and still be planted in the house. Isn't she lovely? Don't you love that God sends us the right people for the right things? Look at those beautiful children up there. Look at them. Aren't they gorgeous? I love it. I love, 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 love. Look at their little faces. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we had, um, we had 11 of those children this year. Um, what's the word? Graduate. Ascend. No, that's a big word. They just graduated, Phil. Stay, stay earthly bound for a minute graduate into our youth group and and before COVID we had closed our youth group um, down during COVID and we brought it into Sunday youth where we were doing youth on a Sunday here but we are so excited that last Friday night was the launch of Friday Night Youth again under the beautiful Macy Macy's away this weekend. She's just the most beautiful young woman. I was so blessed with her. She's only just turned 18. And I'm telling you, she's like the Pied Piper at youth. The kids just followed her around everywhere. And her team, absolutely amazing, the team that she has there as well. Just quickly run up, Abby and Tanya. You're here, aren't you? And Tom's at, uh, come up here, yep. Tom's at um, FHL today. We also have a whole group of adults that come and do all the logistical stuff for the kids. But this is basically our youth team. So Macy, these two girls and Tom, and then we have all our adults as well. I mean, I saw you on Friday night. I mean, you just, you know, we were praying for the kids at this one stage. We just, at the end of Macy sharing her testimony, we had worship, we had games, we did all that. And then Macy shared her testimony. And then she said, does any kids want prayer? Well, all the kids want a prayer, all of them. Yeah. And so we released these girls and the team and the mums and dads, Candace and Sarah and Lawrence and who else was here? Andy was here praying for people. And we released them. Oh, and Karen is new on our team. We released them to pray for the young people. And honestly, we thought it would be a couple of minutes prayer time. The kids were just like this, crying. God was touching them. There was kids here that had never been to a youth group like ours before. And they were saying, I never felt God before, but I felt God this time. And I was watching you and you had about six little girls all around you. Oh, it's just the most beautiful sight. And in fact, I think it's in that photo there, is it? No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the video, please. Not the video. No. 
No, there, yeah. There you are. Oh, no, it's not on that photo. I had it on there last night. This is some of the photos from Friday night. There's Macy right in the front over there. It was just phenomenal. And you, you got all the kids dancing. So we had a dance party at the end. This one, she's jumping higher than all the other kids. I tried, it just didn't work for me. I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's when you get incontinence at this age. You just don't do that sort of stuff. But anyway, you just pretend you're jumping, you know what I mean? Just being real here, just being real. So just put your hands together for these girls and thank you girls. Hallelujah. Let's just put that video on. This is what Sam at the desk. Oh, Sam's on our team too. Sam made this. Turn it up, Sam. This is Friday night. So awesome, isn't it? I mean, you had to be here to experience it, but the dance part, everything was just so good. Like a couple of times I just came out and went, whoa, this is so good. We had 22 young people plus team. I mean, for a first one, that is just absolutely incredible. So we're ministering people through C3 Youth. And also Tanya that I had up here before is just about to help launch our young adults again. So that's another area that we're using to connect together. Amen. And so what's the last word? Reach. So what have we done? Experience. Come on, tell me. Do it again. Experience. Reach. So in our reach, one of the first things that we do, of course, is we, we plant churches. And we're so grateful that we have planted the FHL church. This is their fifth week in Forester's Beach. You all know that we have church in Nairobi, Kenya. We have um, a church in Newcastle. And now we're about to start one. Our kids are about to start one in Dubai. In fact, they fly out tomorrow to go to Dubai to start the proceedings for that church. Um, FHL's going gangbusters. They've just had such a good turnout. Julie's sending me reports all the time, just what God is doing and it's just amazing. And that's because of you. So that's because of your giving. That's because of your generosity that we're able to send finances out and plant a church. The other thing that we love um, through our ministry is our C3 Cares. We have a, a charitable arm, which is sort of separate to the church, but it's part of the church. This is our C3 Cares charitable arm. And we do things all out in the community in so many ways and so many places. We have C3 Cares employment services. So during the week, uh, four days a week, we have guys on this land who are learning skills 
on how to get employed and working on the land. There's Pastor Phil there, up there. He's here. Frank's here. We have supervisors that are supervising those men. I'm telling you, most of the time, I want those guys to work, but Pastor Phil, he gets them off the side and he's preaching the Gospel. He's praying for them. He's talking about their lives. I mean, really, they do more preaching and, and more sharing than they do working. But praise God, the grounds look amazing, don't they? And so the other thing is we have community groups. So every Wednesday, we have groups here. We've got colouring groups. We've got men's shared groups where they're building things. We're trying to build this more and more. We just got have a cup of tea, come and talk to somebody group. And we're going to build those into more groups where we're going to do um, art therapy, different things like that, where we can build the community. And that their community groups are there for the community. And they're amazing. You go, where is she? Where is she? She's gone. She goes to those and they're amazing. We have Christian surfers as well. And so Jillian and Andrew run Christian Surfers Central Coast. And there was four new families signed up for Christian Surfers yesterday. I mean, they're just growing, exponentially growing and the Gospel's going out. They stand on the beach while the kids are surfing and they preach the Gospel on the beach. They give free sausage sizzles and all hang out together. It's a great community to belong to. The other thing that we have is compassion. How many kids have we sponsored now, Phil? Do you know the number? 28 children in Nairobi that we have now sponsored uh, to look after. And there's more on the wall up there, right outside the mum's room there. If you're interested in sponsoring a child, we're, we're just focusing on Nairobi because that's where one of our churches are. So then we can help them and feed them into church. It's an amazing thing. And the other thing that we do, and we do a lot more stuff than this. These are the main things at the moment is Angel Tree. And Angel Tree is a ministry to... Uh, to provide gifts for children who have one or two parents in prison. And we buy Christmas gifts, we wrap them. There's all the ladies wrapping them there. Isn't that amazing? I love that. And um, I just want to read you, well, you can read it on the screen as well, this uh, email that we got from a grandma. And it says, Hello to your wonderful team. Thank you to the team who supplied Christmas gifts on behalf of my son, the father of my grandchildren who has been imprisoned. It's a very hard time for our family. Not only the children were very overwhelmed and appreciating, you have also touched my heart having someone that cares. A tear to my eye when the gifts were personally delivered. This meant so much to our family. I want you to know how much the gifts made our day extra special. The gifts were like a ripple effect of kindness and love that flowed through our family during the Christmas celebration. It was not just a physical gift, so much more knowing people cared for complete strangers. Our son who was in prison was especially grateful for your wonderful charity to make him part of the Christmas day for his children. Please keep up your amazing work. It meant more than I can say. Many thanks. Isn't that amazing? And I love that because the thing is that the thing is we when we're doing things within our community like this as this lady said it's a ripple effect that goes out. 
you know, just acts of love, acts of kindness, going out and just being there. As she said, someone cared for a complete stranger. We've had people coming from all over the place and just dropping off bottle tops so we could make, so Frank could make the, the um, trophies for Christian surfers. And little old ladies have collected all their bottle tops and they come and they drop them downstairs and say, I love being part of the community. I love what you're doing in the community. It's just amazing what happens when we just reach out and we do that. So what's our, what's our four words, everybody? Yeah. Experience, transform, belong, reach. So when someone comes to you and says, what makes your church so different or why should I come to your church? Oh, well, this is a place where we experience God, where we see transformed lives through the power of God and through the teaching that is given, where people learn to belong and become a family and you feel like you're not just visiting some institution, but you're actually part of a wider family who really care about you. And then we love to reach out and help other people so that they know that they are loved as well. That's us in a nutshell. That's our vision. Now to make this place function the way that we do, we do have teams that you could be a part of. And that that's who loves it when you come to the door and someone says, good morning, how are you? Huh? Or someone comes up to you and says, how was your day this, this week? You know, when you're talking amongst yourselves, we've got pastors and connect people that are floating around that are rostered on to talk to you and say hello to you and make sure you're okay. We have deacons and hosts that are rostered on to make sure all the lights are turned on and the, the air conditioning is right and you know where the toilet is and to make sure you're safe. Amen. Uh, watching out for like, you know, unsafe things. And, uh, and then we have like our beautiful cafe at the back there, um, which is run by Jess. And uh, she said today, good news, everybody, coffee is back on. And uh, so she, she came this morning, she said, I've got to get that coffee going if I do it myself. She is desperate. She is desperate. That's probably our biggest need right now is for people to help with the cafe because we want to get food operating in that cafe again. We need more baristas. If you know, if you want to be trained to be a barista or you know how to be a barista, am I saying that the right? Barista? Uh, I thought it sounded funny. Barista. Look, a coffee maker. If you want to be trained how to make coffee, real coffee, like from the machine, or you want to, you already know how to do that, um, you know, you need to go see Jess, but we'll show you how to put your name down on a team in a minute. What, like, do you sing? We just discovered that Ross can sing. And, you know, we thought, we'll just stick him up there. I mean, I don't know how old Ross is. How old are you, Ross? 80, 79, and he's offering his services to sing on our worship team. And I love that. I love that there's a 79-year-old on this end and there's a 15, 16-year-old on this end because we're a multi-generational church. Do you know how many churches you go in the worship team are all these young people going, come on, come on, come on. You know, I mean, really. 
really, that's not going to really attract me in a church. But when I see Ross up there, oh, it really helps me enter in. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So we have the, the whole, you know, so if you, if you sing, you play an instrument. As you can see, we didn't have a drum this morning because we sent him over to FHL. So we need drummers. And you were supposed to play drums, but you got put on keys because Gail's daughter was in hospital and we had to swap it all around. Charlie's a beautiful kid. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie, we love you. We love Charlie. So you can see on that screen there, there's many areas where you can serve. You might want to say, well, I'll just come on a Wednesday and help with those community groups. I'd love to sit around just chatting with people. You come, don't you? You love it. Hallelujah. Or I just, I've got something that I feel like I can do for a community group. You know, like I'm good at, I don't know, making blankets. You know, those blankets, patchwork, patchwork blankets. I don't know, something like that. But there may be something you can do. So... You'll see that on the seats, there should be one near you. If there isn't, just grab one of those little pieces of paper on the seat near you. Everyone grab one. Go, go, go. There's one over there. There's two over there. There may be on seats that aren't there. Yeah. Thanks. It's like that. So if you haven't got one, share with your neighbour. And then just just shine your phone on that QR code and press the little yellow box and then you'll see all the teams that will come down there and just say, you know, I'm interested in joining or being a part of this team. Whether it's kids church, whether it's youth, where it's being part of C3 Cares, you know, like coming and wrapping presents for children, coming and being a part of the community groups, whether it's greeting someone at the door, whether it's being on the reception team. Thank you, Donna, head of reception team just taking down numbers, putting stuff in computers, uh, doing FBOS machines. Uh, I know Wendy would be wonderful at that. I'm just jobbing her in right now. I'm not Wendy. Um, Katrina, Katrina, Katrina Woolcott. You've got so much skills. You're just going to put your name down on the reception team. I just, all the welcome team, you'd be awesome at welcoming people. You just got that personality. It's so good. I mean, I didn't even know, like Tanya, uh, that came up before for the youth. I said, so what did you do at college? Because she went to Hillsong College. She said, oh, I majored in film and production. Great, you're on the film team. And uh, you're, you're, she's going to learn the sound desk. She doesn't know sound. She's going to learn the sound desk. I mean, we don't know what's sitting out there. What is sitting in you? I don't know. But we need to know. So just... Put a tick on one of those uh, teams and just see what God can do. Amen. Oh, hello. (laughs) Don't you love it? You know, when families sing together. Families that sing together stay together, they say. Except when Tim sings and then everyone leaves the room. No, that's not true. (laughs) Not true. Not true. Not true. So what do you think about that, everyone? And so then you know why you come to this church, what we're doing, what we're a part of, what our heart is, what makes us different from other places. And and you become a part of the family because you understand our culture. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning.